right, all right, all right. Welcome back. What wasted it is. Your co-host, Neil. And brother man, what do you got for him? Yo, you just did the all right, all right, all right from Matthew McConaughey. All right, I'm just thinking, that dude is the coolest fucking guy I think I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Legit, he's just like always leaning back in his chair like, all right, we got a a few lawbreakers in here. And is just never perturbed by anything. It's funny because when you talk about him, I see that and I think about like California surf boy leaning back in his white tee, but it's he's he's the Texan. And it's not that at all. Yeah, he's like (laughs) But it's that that, like cool vibe. He's that really cool uh how do I describe yeah, like that really cool like Texas boy who like respects his mama, but like gets into a lot of trouble and he's like gentle dude but will like throw like throw hands with anybody who crosses like what he what he decides is his boundary and when he decides is right i'm just like i just get that vibe off of him basically everything we aspire to be (laughs) (laughs) also dude i saw him on i think it was i think is that a conan or jimmy fallon or something like that and he was on there with snoop dogg and they were both they were both baked on the show but they were talking about this movie that they were filming together And it's a drug movie and they were supposed to be smoking like oregano blunts for the scene on their first night of filming. And of course, you know, they were no Snoop. (laughs) Oh yeah. Snoop replaced all of the oregano blunts with some of his blunts. And so they got Matthew McConaughey so baked that he literally just freestyle rapped for 13 hours. That's amazing. Like, can you imagine that dude rapping for 13 <laughs> hours? I'm like, that, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like not How much can you rhyme with all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I want to see him freestyle. Can I, I also just say, like, I have a total change of subject right now. Because before this, you and I were talking and we were looking at this leaf picture that you sent me. And I just mm-hmm. never closed my phone. And this whole time I realized I've just been staring at you and your giant leaf that's the size of your chest. <laughs> Tell them about your leaf picture, dude. Maybe yeah, that's so why I, I got like, all cool saying, all right, all right, all right. Cause I'm I know like two weeks ago, I was talking about like how, how into fall I've been getting and how I want to like have a crunchy leaf competition where I just find like a perfect fall leaf and just step on it and be like, oh, you know, that crunch. And so I was on a walk with one of my friends from school yesterday and that found crunch. this tree that was just dropping huge leaves. And Dives. there was one that Neil now has on his phone. And it's, it's me holding a leaf that is the size of my torso. So it's massive. No leaf should ever be that big. And the thing is when people say, Oh, it's the size of my head. It's the size of my chest. And Zach's words, the size of his torso. He's not lying. It's actually the full size. It goes like shoulder to shoulder. It's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> and that like, it, it probably goes from, if you didn't count, the the stem of the leaf it probably goes from like the top of my hips up to like mid sternum too it's it's big it's a big ass leaf dang yeah so this is I this is what i'm say. Zach and neil <laughs> <laughs> welcome on speaking of leaves though it shows what time of the year it is it's just about to be thanksgiving by the time this episode releases so y'all woke wasted we are so thankful aren't you thankful zach no you're not i'm so thankful no, and i'm also not. thankful that you guys are going to be having a couple of zach and neil in your pocket as you take us home to see your family <laughs> listening to some woke wasted eating some turkey a on at thanksgiving please <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs>
Uh, Who'd you bring home to? Who are you bringing home this year? Oh, it's just Zach and Neil. <laughs> that sounds like a mess. I've just got two woke bros in my pocket. Don't worry about it. Here they are. They say hi, and then it's our floating head pictures. Hi, dude. My family has lost their damn minds for Thanksgiving, or more more particularly, my dad has lost his damn mind for Thanksgiving. I told you about this. The man got his own ice cream maker and legit bought from an ice cream store a used ice cream freezer has made i think four or five gallons of ice cream 18 different types he's made a carrot cake like a layered carrot cake with cream cheese icing in between and it's probably like a foot tall he's made three different types of cheesecake an apple pie two types of cookies cinnamon rolls monkey bread and there's only going to be five of us at thanksgiving that's a game changer. Dude. I'm going to your Thanksgiving. Put me in your pocket, bro. I'm coming. I, I swear to God, like the makers of like big pharma, like insulin, they're paying him. They have to be. They just want him to spread diabetes through the land. As I was also sending you pictures of different French desserts last night. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that thing called again? The the milli vanilli. The milli vanilli. Yeah. The milli vanilli. The meal fight. Yeah. Okay. The, the French, it's a Napoleon actually is the, the, the more well-known term, but it's a French layer cake and it's just layers and layers, layers of crunchy goodness. And then with like fruit or something in the middle and cream. Oh, that's layer. what Because we were talking about all the layers of time. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's actually probably a perfect transition to what we actually came here to talk about today. Well, before that, we have one more thing to talk about because when we talk about time, we're talking about a journey. And Zach, we have a journey that we are taking our audience with with us, and it's called A Journey to Truth. Oh. Navigate your awakening God. and claim your deep truth. So what is this, Zach? Please enlighten our friends and family. I'm going to call this WWL. Not oh. not the World Wrestling Association. It's woke, wasted, live, 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 dropping, live, 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 hot Saturday, December fifth, Saturday, Saturday, eleven a.m. PST. So what are we doing on this? What are we doing with everyone? Why should they be here with us? Oh my God, why shouldn't they be here with us? That's a good point. Actually, why would anyone want to be here with us? <laughs> <laughs> so on this episode of Woke Wasted Live, we're going to be getting into our own spiritual awakening, some of the things that we were going through at that time, and we're planning to make it applicable to your spiritual awakenings to talk about some of the places we got hung up, some of the places we succeeded, some of the places where we quote unquote failed, right? And there's really no failure in this whole game, but mm -hmm. things that we wish we would have known going into it, things that we got hung up on and advice we wish we would have had as we were going through it, how to navigate the spiritual journey as gracefully as possible. Yeah. And I think it's perfect too. I mean, we're talking about Thanksgiving. We're getting into the end of the year. This is going to be the start of December. Um, and it's really... I think it's perfect timing as we talk about our experiences with our spiritual awakening and the spiritual awakening that we've all been going through this year. And it's mm -hmm. how to navigate that emotional roller coaster that comes with that, facing everything that's come up this year and allowing us to have the love as we kind of go into our winter hibernation 
and transition into this next version of ourself. Exactly. So. It's just like how the leaves fall off the trees. It's just like all of these different ways in which we've identified ourselves start to fall away. And we're, we're kind of left looking at what's left over. It's that eidetic mm-hmm. reduction of the self. And so, guys, if you would like to be with us, we'll be doing this episode together. We'll be hanging out live on Zoom. We'll be doing our own usual Neil and Zach Woke Wasted banter fun. We'll be sheet teaching. We'll be sharing. We'll be channeling. And we'll hold lots and lots of Q&A time. So whatever it is that you guys have questions about that you've been wondering about maybe through these first 10, 12, whatever episodes, this is your time. And this is your time to ask, and we'll be here with you. We'll be here all together, and it's only 20 bucks. So, Zach. So, Neil, where can they find it? Where can they find the sign-up? Right now, if you just look at your phone, that thing you're using to listen to this, and hit that little button for the show notes, there is a link for Woke Wasted Live, and it'll take you directly to the webpage for it. And if you don't have that... It's on my website. It's Neil Dissy, N-E-I-L-D-I-S-Y.com slash woke wasted live. Boom. Mm-mm-mm. What a big old leaf. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but what a big old leaf. That's just the new saying. <laughs> it is. That's that's the coin. We're gonna coin that. That'll it be the next no assigned meaning. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big old leaf. That'll be the, the New Year's uh, Woke Wasted Live we do together, guys. It'll be a big old leaf. <laughs> that's, that's the equivalent to my stay blessed. It's, it's the new, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> takes over. What a big old leaf. Uh, all right. So you got some goods getting to. We are talking about time. We are talking about all these things. We're talking about yourself and your soul and all these lessons. So where does that take us, Zach? That's right, man. So... We've been talking about having a little bit more fun on this podcast here, just talking about some more of these woo-woo things, because we usually get really deep into emotions and trauma and all of this healing, and that's super useful, and it's fun to talk about, but we figured we'd bring it a little bit lighter today and just talk about some of our woo-woo beliefs and some of the things that we've intuited, read, and received from the records. I got a message from... Hits. (laughs) All the hits that we get and share. All the downloads. We're going to just drop all the spiritual words today. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, the, the downloads. <laughs> yeah. All right. You got a so, message. You got a download. You got a hit. What yeah. So that? actually, I got a message from somebody from medical school who was not a asking hit. <laughs> about... Yeah, it was not a hit. No, no, no. This is not a download. Uh, and he was asking about the nature of the soul and the, the innate nature of each individual's soul. And so we can get into that, that question a little bit later, but it really raised the question for me, or maybe not raise the question, but raise the idea to discuss the question on the Woke Wasted podcast of what is the soul? So I can pose that to you, or I can just kind of run with it. What would you like to do? Uh, let's both run, run with it. So what is the soul? God, I probably should have thought about this because it's such a big, it's so difficult to put these big, big words into practical understanding. If you talk about the soul... And what comes up for me is it's you and your purest. It's the full, fullest expression of you without this human body. It is that part of you that has always been 
and always will be, right? Beyond this physical form that's always connected to source, that's always connected to beyond, that's always connected to everything, everyone, every life. And it's you and your absolute purest beyond the restrictions of a human body and a human life. That is my very woo response. I agree. I think the soul, I think the soul desires and yeah. it wants to experience the manifest world of God through your eyes, the soul or the divine as Zach, the soul or the divine as Neil or as Joan or Jodeci or, or, or Eric Badu. Love it. <laughs> oh, we're getting into some vibes today. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, keep going, brother. Go ahead. So the soul to me, I'm going to get a little bit more technical on this as I usually do (laughs) the soul to me if you could imagine that there is one source one all pure consciousness that desires to experience itself it exists as one unicity and in order to experience itself it must create polarity there must be a subject object relationship in order for there to be any type of experience in order for there to be any type of mind, if that makes sense. And from that source is derived each individual's soul. Therefore, the soul is a microcosm of the greater source of God, of spirit, however you want to define it, consciousness in all capital letters. You you are a derivation of that same thing. You are a microcosm in the same way that a drop of water could fall out of the ocean and be of the ocean, but be individuated from it. And your soul comes with its own characteristics. You could imagine taking a ladle out of a a pot of soup, right? It all came from the same pot, but your bowl of soup has a slightly different composition than everybody else's. Something that makes the brick gives it its own uh, gives it its own character, its own lessons to work through, its own tools through which it works through those things. And the soul can do many, many things in the higher realms, but it can also one of the things that it does. This is not every soul, but the souls that you experience in your day to day life are those who have chosen to incarnate in physical reality. Those who have chosen to learn about themselves, to observe and discover themselves through the process of forgetting, through the process of coming into a human body, forgetting that you were ever a soul and then rediscovering that aspect of yourself. Okay. That's kind of how I perceive it. So... What you're seeing is, right, basically the all, the God, the source, spirit, the divine, which is, in your example, the ocean. And all of us as souls, each individual soul is a drop of that ocean, which Mm -hmm. then desires to come into a body to be rediscovered and to be ultimately taken as a drop back to the ocean. Exactly. And... I mean, analogies are imperfect, so I'm trying to find a way to describe this, but in the higher realms, Mm. the soul knows itself as the ocean. 
but it's also able to know itself as that drop of water. Going into physical manifest reality, basically the lowest, densest vibrational expression of God is one of the most individuated experiences that one could have. There is the illusion of separation because in reality, you're just a bunch of molecules vibrating at low enough speeds to be solid. And in fact, there's no separation between the molecules of air around you, which connect you to the molecules of the table in front of you and all those different things, right? You're actually already in a sea of molecules, a sea of energy, and you perceive yourself as an individuated being. The soul desires to have that level of individuation in order to learn its lessons through the forgetting, through the illusion of separateness and all these different things. But it also understands itself as an individuated soul in the higher realms. In as much as it can be completely at one with and tapped into the knowledge of pure source. What does that soul then look like? And what is the duty of that soul or that water drop? So there, there are so many, like uh, the way I think about it is God doesn't do one thing for one purpose. There are so many different purposes behind each thing. And there are many different ways that you can look at this, right? As souls, like I said, we're all derived from source and we all have certain darker aspects of ourselves and certain lighter aspects of ourselves. And so we come into these human bodies to experience those different qualities of ourselves throughout the experience of time, using, using time and separation to see the consequences of our creations, be they from the intentions of love and purity and joy or from the intentions of anger and fear and separation. Because we all have these, these different aspects, these different shadow aspects and light aspects of the self. And in part, it is learning how to, really, I think it all comes down to learning how to create. Because if you think about it, God or source or the all source or whatever you want to think of it as, is in and of itself a creator. In order to have an experience of itself, it had to create universes upon universes, uh, realms of realms of light, the astral realms, all these different things. You in and of yourself are a creator. If you don't believe me, you can look around your life right now at all the things that you've created in your life. Um, the words that you can generate, all these different things. Like you, you create through your intention. And being in a human body in a very low vibrational state is almost like playing slow pitch. Like going to the batting cages and going into the slowest batting cage so that you can practice your swing. You're practicing how to create by setting your intentions and seeing them out pictured in front of you and also seeing them as they play out throughout time. Because in the higher planes, time isn't a thing. It's not an experience that you have. You manifest at the speed of thought. And that can be incredibly dangerous for a young soul that hasn't quote unquote learned the ropes yet. So you come into these human bodies and it's almost like being in preschool. You're learning the consequences of your actions. You're learning how to interact with other souls, how to, how to exert your free will with the reverence and respect and honor that all the other individuals around you have consciousness and free will. Does that make sense? You said how basically we are learning to be able to create, right? We are learning to manifest and we are learning to do that with a reverence to 
the capacity that we're able to do that, right? Because we can create and the things we can create can do enormous good and enormous harm. My point here was you're learning to create because God itself is a creator, is a creative force of love, of energy. And that is what you're saying. Is that what you're saying then is basically the point of the soul in the human form? Yeah. I mean, the soul is a microcosm of God and I kind of lost like the, the direction I was going to take with this, but, but yes, it seeks to know itself as God because God's the, the spark that created all of, you know, the universes that created individuation of, of souls of, of the different realms of the, you know, the layers of time and all these different realms was the desire of God to know itself. Therefore, our primal desire as souls is to know ourselves as God. And what is God but a creator? So we must almost relearn how to be ultimate creators of our reality, how to be creators in all the different realms in which we coexist in. From that, you, you engage with a system that God has created, on, at least in this realm, which is that of karma, that of dharma, the juxtaposition of fate and free will, all those different things. So when you are talking, I'm just going to keep breaking you down. When you are talking about creation within, as just a normal human person, if we get into specifics and in just everyday life, examples mm-hmm. for people, what does that look like? What is that? Like, what does it mean for me to create and be God? Mm, what does creation look like? Yeah. All right. Give me a second to take a deep breath into my heart and give the best, <laughs> the best heartfelt answer I can give. To create is to understand yourself as this as in sovereignty. It is to understand your accountability to the way in which you perceive your reality. You create your perception of the reality around you. And in the creation of that perception, you change your own physiology around the situations in your life. By changing your own physiology, you change the way that the very cells of your body vibrate. And we are all in co-resonance with the world around us. As we change the way our cells vibrate in this world, we change that which we draw to us. And we begin to create circumstances in our lives. We begin to draw lessons to ourselves at different octaves of vibration. We begin to draw different material aspects to ourselves that vibrate at certain levels. We had talked about this last night a little bit. We were in the records for each other. We were talking about, or they were talking about manifestation. If I align myself to the abundance in my life, the idea that I'm so abundant that I'm not worried about where my next meal is coming from, or that I have warm clothing to wear throughout the winter, if I can really feel into that and understand that I am abundant, not just in my mind, but at a level of realization in my body, I begin to vibrate at the level, or I begin to attune the cells and the molecules of my body to the vibration of abundance. I then start drawing more opportunities for abundance into my life. Maybe more clients come my way. Maybe uh, somebody just drops off a coffee at my front door. It's like, hey, I was thinking about you. I just wanted to give you this coffee because I love you or something like that. At that point, you begin to realize that, okay, the general emotional and vibrational state that I hold draws things into my life in accordance to how I perceive the world around me. 
now I can start specifying my thoughts within that vibration that I'm experiencing. If I want to vibrate at the level of abundance, I align myself to that. And then I direct my thought towards a certain thing like money or like friendship or romantic relationship or all these different things. And you begin to filter that raw vibration of abundance through this, I guess, a lesson in manifestation. You begin to vibrate or filter that vibration of abundance through a more specified ask or creation and begin to draw those things into your life. But in order to do that, you have to learn a level of self-mastery, a level of emotional mastery to be able to watch the resistances within your mind and within your body arise like, oh, this is just woo-woo bullshit. This, this can't be true. Okay, well, where did that belief come from? Why are you feeling it? Can you feel through it? Or mm, I can't have all the money that I want in the world because I grew up poor and that's just not the way things work. It's like, well, shit, dude, I grew up poor too. Like there were, there were times in my life that I, where I didn't know where the next meal was going to come from, right? Grew up in a family that wasn't educated. I'm in medical school now. I vibrated myself here you get the opportunity to learn how to control your inner sphere. And that doesn't mean that things change right away, that you get the opportunity to learn how to master your own emotions and perceptions of the world around you in what ways you are accountable and sovereign over the things in your life. And you begin to learn how to master the vibration at which you are at at any point in time to go from, let's say you're spending your Friday evening alone. For some people spending your Friday evening alone could cause you to have thoughts of thoughts and feelings of loneliness and abandonment and all these things. You get the opportunity to face those thoughts and those emotions and alchemize them to a point where you can be in peace and joy and serenity. And so you could have the same experience, which is hanging out by yourself on a Friday night. And though that same experience can have two completely different meanings to the same person as they learn that self-mastery. So as you elevate your, your frequency or your vibration to that new level through your own self-mastery, you begin to call to you the lessons of your life at that level rather than at the lower level. Does that make sense? <laughs> I always know when you're in channel. <laughs> oh, that was completely in channel. And channel, you can tell because lines, either way. Yeah. Like all the energy gets and things start to fuzz out. So pushing some energy. Yeah, <laughs> it does make sense. And I'm going to break that down very, 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 very simply yes, please for do. the audience. Um, and if I may be adding some Neil into there, um, but I'm going to do my best to interpret what you said as well. So ultimately, right, we come into form, into life as a human being, as a soul. With your example, we come in as this drop of water that stems from the ocean. We are a human being, a soul that stems from God. And the point of each life, the point of becoming this drop of water is to ultimately end game at the end of the day, at the end of our soul's path and progression is to be the purest expression of God as possible for that drop of water to then basically become the ocean and one with the ocean again to find its way back. And I think that is what happens within every life, right? That soul, that drop of water becomes more and more 
like the ocean, that soul finds its sovereignty, finds its individuality, becomes this human being, this person, and then goes along its journey to then find the God, the divine, the source, the ocean within through that life. And each single life takes you further along that progression and further along that path. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, right, if we talk about the words of creation, right, God as a creator, as as maybe as that's the end end game of our soul, right? That's the best way we can be able to be to embody God within ourselves. Yeah. I mean there so, there is no end game per se, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> you can't. But we we make our progression toward that. That's the ideal. And so if we talk about the word creation, it's it's the ability to I don't like this word for it, but to manipulate, to work with energy and to To direct it, to rearticulate it. Yeah. To bring it into a certain direction. But to do that, you need to hold the capacity to not basically fuck up the world and fuck up people's lives. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so each life is... Or to not do it unconsciously. Yeah. You can't you yeah. you are you allowed to purposely. you are allowed to fuck things up like God allows you to do that and you can even progress as a soul that way. Yeah. But the point is to be intentional about whatever you create. Yeah. And you have I, you and I we both have this awareness. We've had some really you know soul lives where we have killed a lot of people to take us along our path to get to where we are now. Yes, the records have made that very clear to us. <laughs> yeah. I'm, but ultimately, right? It's the ability to consciously create to consciously direct this energy and vibration to create. And so you're doing that through intention. You're doing that through what it is you put into the world, through your words, through your actions, through your energy, through that vibration. And the way you learn to further control that, right, is each life. You're working through your shit. You're working through your lessons. You're working mm-hmm. through these beliefs. You're working through to ho- your ability to hold that inner control within and to then be able to control that to whatever it is that you are within is what you're bringing into the world, right? So if you are thinking good thoughts, if you are good, you're going to have, create that vibration in your body. And in turn, that vibration is what you're going to emit to the world. And you exactly. learn a level of mastery over that. And that is what takes you closer and closer to God. And along with that is your path of finding yourself, right? Of figuring out what this little droplet, water droplet is. Mm-hmm. But what also is most aligned. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is most aligned with me and my truth? Not all those other water droplets. <laughs> very new message right there um but also going along that path of understanding oh i'm a part of the ocean but i'm a water droplet but like i am the ocean and that is the path of the soul that's exactly it yeah and it's and i should i should probably caveat this is going to be i don't want to get into this because it would take hours (laughs) but like that is those are souls that choose to incarnate not all souls are created to have that experience so we, we won't go into all of that but where are those souls that what, what's what's going on in the world of those souls that are cho- not choosing to incarnate uh think about angels right or like what you would perceive of as angels and these aren't things that fly around with wings right but they are they are light beings that are basically supportive they're, they're like these supportive roles within 
they're, they're caretakers and um, shepherds for the souls who do choose to incarnate. They are created to watch over those who go through the forgetting process to give them support, to give them love, to give them healing, to hold knowledge and disperse it as it is necessary, right? Those types of things. Um, there are beings who hold, let's say, like knowledge of physics in the universe, right? So if you're Einstein or Nikola Tesla and you're or doing the techniques they would do, which is basically like get yourself into a half wakeful state, like kind of fall asleep and then wake yourself up to get some kind of intuitive inspiration for the mathematics that they're going to perform. You would be communicating to your soul. Yes. But you'd also be communicating to these beings who hold presence in the universe in order to understand the laws of physics in order to help you uncover innovation, uncover the laws of the universe and in discovering more of the universe, discovering more of your truest nature within. If we are now talking about soul within the human body, let's go into that question that you got yesterday. Mm-hmm. So my buddy essentially asked, if, if my soul has some kind of innate expression, and this is like presupposing that there is a soul kind of thing, why why am I not? And I, this, this might, this is how I'm interpreting this question. I, it wasn't in, incredibly clear to me, but it was, if there is an innate nature of my soul, why am I not already expressing it? And if I'm not already expressing it, wouldn't that make it not innate? So I'm going to let you give your piece on this. I have something I want to share, but it's, yeah, I'll share mine after. I mean, Go ahead, brother. so I would argue that we, are in some ways always expressing the innate nature of our soul just at different vibrations like we talked about earlier so vibrations that are more self-serving like uh, greed fear anger things like that or at the higher vibrations like love and joy and unity but the way that i described it to him would be uh, i think what were some of the ways that i described it okay so I, i gave him two analogies And the first one was, imagine that your soul, your truest expression is like a candle or it's the flame of a candle. It's pure radiating light. And you are at the, at the birth of your body placed inside of a pumpkin, like a jack-o'-lantern, but it's an uncarved pumpkin at first. It's just kind of a pumpkin. And as you move through your childhood and your life, different things begin to carve into that pumpkin. Uh, your parents' relationship with each other, your parents' relationship to you, uh, the people that you meet at school, the rules of your society, um, the culture of your society, your peers, all these different things begin to carve a pattern into the jack-o'-lantern. And it begins to filter the light that your soul is through the jack-o'-lantern so that when you look at the wall and you see the shadow of say like it's a jack-o'-lantern carving of like a witch or something like that. When you look at the wall, you see a witch and you think I'm a witch because look at me. When in truth, you're actually the pure light shining within the jack-o'-lantern. And so you have the opportunity when you first realize that, oh shit, I'm actually inside of a jack-o'-lantern. And the expression that I'm bringing forward into the, into the world is a largely predetermined for me by my culture and by the people around me. 
and by my traumas and the way that I was raised. And a lot of these things are agreements that we have collectively. But I can learn to listen to that light inside of me to start to dismantle some of these agreements that I inherited as I, as I grew up. And so as you start to do that, the pieces of the jack-o'-lantern start to fall away piece by piece. And you go through many different iterations of the shadow that projects onto the wall. And they become more and more representative of the candle within until finally the jack-o'-lantern is completely pulled away. And all that is left is the truest expression of that candle for your soul. And I think that's the key word there where I was getting into jump the gun a little bit, but it's, it's the purest expression of your soul. And it's funny because I told you, I was like, oh, I got a really good, good, good way to explain this. We both picked round orange objects to describe this. So mine was actually an orange. So I'm going to give my orange object description now. <laughs> it is fall, man. It is. Oh. We're in that vibe. We're talking about leaves. Oh, yeah, this is definitely a fall fall podcast. <laughs> um, just look at an orange, right? It's it's that is you. That's your body. That's your soul. That is all things you. Orange is a fucking orange, no matter what. Inside out of it, outside of it, with the peel, with the meat, the seeds, all those things are the damn orange. So if you zest an orange, you're taking off little bits of it. Oh, God. Ooh, of Neil's course, I'm going zesty. back to like food, food analogies. Okay. If you zest an orange, you're, you're clearing through your layers, right? You're clearing through these lessons. You're clearing through these things that you've accumulated through your life, the way you've learned to see the world, the way culture, society has taught you to see the world, the way your lessons, your experiences have molded you. And those things are still you, right? So we can't say that's not you. That's not your soul. That's not you. It is. But that's the path that takes you within to the truest expression of your soul. So you can zest off an orange and start to take off some of those layers, little bits and bits. You can start to peel it, get to that, you get to that thick layer of all that junk, you start to peel it away. You get closer and closer and closer. That's still, still an orange. There's no part of this that is not an orange. Mm -hmm. And you get to then the meat. And that's when you start to really, your internal, you're start to, starting to really connect to things that are truly you without that outside influence without all these other things, these other outside external layers that have gotten in the way of you really connecting to what's inside. And right, we want the meat. We want that juicy, meaty, fleshy orange. We want the soul. And so you get to that and within it, at the very inside of it all, beneath all that meat are the seeds. You can, for this example, I'll say it's one seed and that's your soul, but it's all the same shit. It's just different layers of that progression. Mm -hmm. And what are you seeing? Are you seeing? Is you, the way you're expressing, your soul is expressing in this life, the form of that orange that's just whole that you just see, you know, that orange rind, it's kind of bitter mm -hmm. and lumpy. <laughs> or are you past that rind? Have we peeled some of that so that your soul can begin to express itself? Are you starting to really share these things that are really different than, you know, old parts of you and the more you dig in the more you go into that the more your soul begins to express itself more and more the more you're able to see the meat the seeds that juice of the orange and it's all fucking soul yeah, boom i love that i love that idea of or not the idea but really just the fact that you articulated that it is all you 
no matter how bitter or shitty it might be, right? Like the rind of an orange is kind of bitter. And, you know, no matter what you're holding on to or how you're expressing that person who cut you off on the freeway and then slammed on their brakes and gave you the finger, like that's God. <laughs> Guess what? That's God. As <laughs> it well. is. All right. Um, all right. That, all right. And that, that aspect of that person is just as much a part of their soul as the part of them who held their child against their chest the first time it was born and, and smelt its forehead and loved it too. Right. Mm-hmm. That's all a part of the same being. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to talk about that I wanted to address here is that for any of our Gnostic or materialist listeners who don't have a spiritual practice or a spiritual, um, or haven't been exposed to spiritual concepts before who might be thinking like, Oh, you keep using the word pure and truth. And like, that kind of sounds like bullshit woo woo, like just <laughs> hyperbole or whatever it might be. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those things that you can't really understand until you experience it. Like, why do you keep using the word pure? Like you're insinuating that I'm not pure. And it's like, no, no, that's not it. But there's no other way to describe it once you've experienced it. And so the only way that I can really try and put some kind of experiential uh, analogy onto it is like, imagine a time in your life when you have just been holding on to so much. Let's say like, I don't know, like uh, just, there's just a bunch of hard things going on in your life. Family is sick. Uh, you're getting evicted from your apartment and you have two weeks to figure out how to move. Um, all these different things are going on and you have to hold it together for that time. You don't have time to cry. You just do it and you, you grind it out, you get it done. And then there's just some random thing that just makes you break like out of nowhere. Um, could be anything. Could be like you're watching a movie like Air Bud and some shit happens and like, all of the tears from all of those things come up and you just cry them all out. And as soon as you're done crying and you wipe your eyes away, that feeling of lightness and purity that exists within you after you've just cried out all of the pain, the way that you would think, the way that you would experience it is as pure. It's almost like you've just wiped a window clean with Windex and you can see purely out of it, almost like the window is not even there. And that's kind of what it feels like. But times a hundred, I guess would be the way to describe it. Yeah. It's, it's so difficult because that's, you know, the quote unquote problem with spirituality and the esoteric is it's, it's so experiential. And until you've had an experience, it's, it's difficult to relate to. But what I'll say is, I mean, we all actually do. We just don't see it that way. Right. Cause that's yeah. what that is. That is an experience of the divine that's experience of soul truth of whatever it is mm-hmm. that is deeply within i think you know the one of the ways when i was listening to you um that i was thinking about it that can, people can always connect with is your gut instinct because most of the times if you ever have something that is gut instinct you're like i just shouldn't go that way and all of a sudden you know you were, you take a right turn instead and then you see that there was a car accident over there like you hear in the news later or something whatever it is like you have this gut instinct where of just this inner knowing and a lot of times it may be irrational a lot of times it may just make no sense but there's times when you just feel like oh, i just like i don't know why i just i shouldn't do that i'm not going to do that or i don't know why i want to do this you know there's there's no reason i just like i kind of like i don't want to yeah that's soul. That's source. That's the divine within you. I actually, go ahead. I actually have a good story about that. About that kind oh, of thing. Oh yeah, let's do it's it. It's a it's a little different in that it wasn't necessarily 
necessarily a conscious choice, but this is far, far before I was ever spiritual. I was still like agnostic at best, but usually pretty atheist. And anytime anybody even mentioned anything remotely spiritual, I was like, Oh, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and I was I the same was way before thinking, too, by the way. So yeah, I think <laughs> a lot of us were, uh. and I was leaving i still with my parents i was leaving their house to go to to go to college and i realized i think I, I like didn't have my keys in my pocket or like there was a textbook that i had left inside that i want i needed to go back and get and i went back inside for like 15 seconds to grab the thing and then run back out and then i realized that i needed gas on the way home and so i pull up over the overpass and i go through a light that was green and I look up in my rearview mirror and somebody had run the red light 15 seconds after I had passed through it and T-boned somebody else incredibly <gasps> hard, like glass shattered everywhere. And I was like, if I hadn't oh. left my keys or my book in the, in the house, like I would have just gotten T-boned hard by somebody getting off the freeway. Yeah, I promise I wasn't duding at the excitement that you almost died. <laughs> promise. <laughs> <laughs> but I have the exact same like 99% exactly the same thing. This was in high school. And um, I don't know, it was late. Like we were leaving some event or something. And it was just me at that point about to drive home. I reached down and put down my seatbelt and it doesn't click. The frick? Try to click it. It doesn't click. And this and it finally goes in, right? And this takes like maybe two, one second, a second and a half, right? Click, click. All right, then cool, go. And I get to the next intersection light turns green i gas it and this f-150 comes flying through the red light and i am just that split like one second difference from just getting totally wrecked by it oh my god so you and i are both have both had really similar god moments that's crazy soul moments yeah and those are the ones that weren't even conscious to us at the time yeah it was yeah. just you know something beyond us and that wasn't necessarily gut instinct but it was you know what is indicative of what's beyond us so i will say is i'm supposed to bring through a channel for this um so if there is anything else you'd like to speak to and to take this into before we do that brother there's kind of something i want to talk about but i don't think it's the right time to get into it so i might save it for another another episode and so i'll just two Exactly. It's it's going to be the initial creation of karma. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, so, a, whole, that's a whole talk. That's a whole different episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole episode. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Stay tuned. That's coming. But till then, Woke Wasted Live. Um, All right. I'm going to tune in, slow down, and we'll be right back with some juice. Be with us. Be with our voice. Be with our energy. Don't worry about the words. Allow yourself to go within. And breathe into your heart. Slow, deep breaths to feel 
what is within. To take yourself within and allow yourself to be pulled into soul. Let each breath pull you in deeper and deeper. Let each breath carry you in love. Let each breath remove form as your body melts away. All that exists is you. All that exists is breath. All that exists is love. Let yourself be taken beyond places you've been, anything you've seen, anything you know, we are moving beyond this. Close your eyes and allow yourself to be pulled beyond, to be pulled within, into truth, into your essence. And to simply feel this place, to breathe in this place, to be held in this place, to be held in the love that you hold within, to be held by your truth. Let your truth now expand into your heart and allow it to expand into your body. Let this energy, let this breath, let this love fill your heart. What lies there for you? What voice is here? What words are here? What guidance is here? What wisdom is here? Allow yourself the space to listen. Allow yourself to feel, to surrender to that little inkling that is trying to speak to you. It may feel like thought, but it is not. It may feel like brain, but it is not. This is yourself. This is your soul. This is your truth. What do you need most now? How can you allow yourself to receive this within life, within the life that you are in? Without changing anything, how can you receive this? As we move forward through these next few weeks, through these next few months, how can you bring this to life within yourself? How can you bring this to life within your life? How can you express yourself and take yourself to this need? Because in doing so, you meet 
your needs. You meet the needs of your soul and the guidance of your soul. You meet God. And every act that you do in accordance with this is an act of your soul, is an act of the divine, is an act of God. And know every act that you put forward in alignment with self, in alignment with soul, with deep knowing is an act that will pull you away from everything that no longer aligns, that feels uncomfortable in your life, that you do not wish to suffer through anymore, that you do not wish to experience anymore. This is the way through. Through your own innate wisdom of your soul. Allow yourself to feel the divine within each of these thoughts, each of these breaths, each of these moments, each of these actions, and let them feel like acts of God. Let them feel like gifts from beyond you, guiding you, like the love of your soul is taking you forward through to where you are meant to be. You belong with us. You belong with your soul. It is time to take these steps in alignment with deep self. Thank you for bringing through that experience for us, brother. I know that I had (laughs) quite a time with that one. If that's what you want to call it. I hope that everybody got what they needed out of that. And know that whatever level of connection that you were able to make with your soul, whether you felt nothing at all, or you felt everything, that was just right for where you're at right now. And know that soul is operating in your life as it needs to operate to bring you through to your lessons, to bring you through to the resolution of your karma. You are right where you need to be always. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.